You are listening to the Orange and Brown Turnaround Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jeremy Clutter and Troy Sexton. Go. Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Brown Turnaround Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Clutter, and I am joined by Troy Sexton. How's it going, man? Fantastic. Getting ready for the draft, which is Thursday. For once, this is not going to be our Super Bowl, like it always is every single year. Even though... Yes, it it is... I can't even tell you when it's going to happen again in Cleveland. But we're probably going to show the NFL a good time, so hopefully within the next decade or two, we'll be back here in Cleveland. Hopefully be that way, like it was with New York for the time. Draft was always big in New York. Um, Alright, on this episode, lengthy episode of the podcast, we have a treat for the listeners. We will be doing not only a Browns mock draft, but a whole first round 32 pick mock draft for the entire NFL draft, or entire NFL first round. Um... How this is going to work is I will take care of all the even number selections and Troy will take care of all the odd selections. Um, we do have some trades, so if trades do happen, uh, we'll have to talk to each other to make sure they go through. Since, say, like he wants to trade with an even team, I'd have to give it to him and he would still make the pick even though now it's an even pick. Um, but just want to get right into it. Alrighty. Alright, Troy. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock, and you are their GM. No, no surprise there. Best quarterback usually in the draft. Uh, we haven't seen a talent like this since Andrew Luck coming out of Sanford. He has an arm. He has mobility. He has accuracy. He has everything that you want from a quarterback in the next level. Probably could, to me, put on some more weight. I think his frame's a little, a little thin for the next level, but I, I think he'll be just fine. Okay, first pick in the books, easiest pick in the whole draft. 
now. I am on the clock with the Jets at number two. And they are still taking a quarterback, obviously, with trading Sam Darnold. Uh, my pick here will be Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. Um, quarterback with probably the highest ceiling in the draft and lowest floor, in my opinion. Um, he has great arm strength and can throw from all different kinds of arm angles, similar to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that will help him in situations where the pocket just collapses and he needs to make a quick throw, like a baseball throw. Throws you see Patrick Mahomes do every single week. He can make those throws. Um, and also, he is he's mobile. He will be able to escape almost all types of pressure from defenders at the next level. Um, some of the concerns for him are... Uh, to me, when I watch him throw the ball, a good amount of his passes are behind the receiver. And that might work in the conference he's playing in college, but with that kick and competition, it in the NFL, that won't work. And it's not that big of a concern. I think that can be coached. I think, I think he'll be just fine. Well, he is going to the Jets. So he will have to be a really good player to turn around the Jets, but I have them taking Zach Wilson. Okay, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, two quarterbacks back-to-back. -back. Now, you, sir, are on the clock with the 49ers at number three. Yeah, um, to me, and you know from our conversations, I am really high on Jones. He, to me, has the best deep ball throw in this whole draft, and I mean it. He's better To me, he's better than Lawrence. Um, when you get closer, though, I feel like eh, closer accuracy has some concerns, but his deep ball, I compare him to Russell Wilson with his deep ball. And then also, I think he has the best pocket awareness. He just stepped right out of the way of pressure every single time you watch him. He is very impressive to me with how he can maneuver in the pocket. But, and I agree. Exactly, that's why he's the perfect pick for you at three. Alright, three quarterbacks. Now, I'm on the clock with the Falcons at four, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to break the cycle of quarterbacks here. I'm going to pick the best overall player in the draft for the Atlanta Falcons here at four, and uh, 
think we can all guess who this is. Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. Me, he, like I said, he is the best player in this draft, even though he is a tight end. He is just gigantic, and he ran a 4-4-4-40 at 6'6", 245 pounds. That is just a once-in-a-lifetime type of talent right there. Um, He's almost like a bloated Tyrone Smith. Exactly. <laughs> he measured better than Mike Evans when he came out of Texas A&M. 40's better. Taller. It's a little lighter, but he had a bigger vertical, taller vertical, bigger uh, broad jump. He, and this isn't just traits. He produced on the field. He showed why he is the best player in the draft. He will be able to be just as great as Travis Kelsey or Kittle or, I mean, you can line him up on the outside too. He is just the alter, he is just the, just the best talent in this draft. He, he can be used any, any way, any way you can think of. Um, man, my, I think, in my opinion, I think he will win Offensive Rookie of the Year next year. I think he'll be out all the quarterbacks. 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. Yes. He is that good indeed. All right. Kyle Pitts off the board for the Falcons at four. You are on the clock with the Bengals, sir. Okay, I am shocked with that pick. I thought you were going to reunite Joe Burrow with a weapon from LSU. Thought that was where you were going to go. That is very true. Very true. Um, I agree with everything about Slater. He, to me, is probably one of the strongest tackles coming out of the draft in a while. To me, I think he has the strength of like a Wills, who we drafted last year from Alabama. Okay. Slater, taken by the Bengals of five. I am clock number six with the Dolphins. 
who traded up with this pick for the Eagles. And they are happy with this mock. They traded back and still got the player they wanted. And I'm taking Jamar Chase, LSU wide receiver. This kid is, he's special. He ran, he's six, six feet tall, 200 pounds. He ran a 4-3-8-40, 41-inch vertical. Man can easily fly past most defensive backs and win a majority of the 50-50 contested balls. He played a large part in leading LSU to a championship win in 2019. He was Joe Burrow's top target, and honestly, he has the potential to be an all-pro receiver. To me, I I would hope coaches will try to get him more familiar with more different types of routes. LSU, he was mainly a slant and vertical guy. So, besides that concern, just his, he just needs to learn some more routes, which is possible. With good coaching, it's possible. So, But this guy, he is an all-pro talent, so taking him at number six with the Dolphins. And you are on the clock with the Lions, sir. Yeah, I, he was my top tackle right in front of Slater. Um, he is he is a good run defender. Very impressive, as good as Quentin Nelson on the run. Um, thought you were going to take receiver there. Threw up my board some more. Thank you, Troy. Okay, so with pick number eight, I believe Troy wants to trade me 
and if I'm correct, you want to trade, the Patriots want to trade up to eight? Okay. Okay, so Corey will still pick this pick, even though it's 8, but he's trading an odd team into the slot at 8 here. So, you're on the clock with the New England Patriots at number 8. Totally, and then honest, and I think McDaniel's can get behind this pick too, because I think he'll be the heir to the throne once Belichick steps down. Um, he can run any type of offense that you want him to run. Um, I hope he's he gets taught early not to run people over like Cam did. I think that could hinder your career a little bit. Slide, please. <laughs> um, um, one thing about Justin Fields, I, one thing you don't have to worry about Fields, he will never lose his love for the game of football. Never. He single-handedly started Big Ten football in the fall this year. They weren't going to do it. They wanted to do a spring league like the other conference is doing right now. Um, and Justin Fields started that petition, and it got, what, half a million signatures, maybe a lot more than that. And it pressured them to start the season a little late, but they still were able to get a couple games in. I, I, I think he his love for the game is unmatched in this quarterback class. Alrighty, and you are on the clock again with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I mean, 
in his full season as a starter at North Dakota State, 28 touchdowns to zero interceptions. He has zero interceptions. He is very smart with the Exactly. He has God-given talent as well. I mean, honestly, he's a bigger Dak Prescott, in my opinion. More physical Dak Prescott. Alright, very impressive. They're taking, Broncos taking another shot at quarterback with Trey Lance. Agree with that pick completely. Okay, I am on the clock at number 10 with the Cowboys. And Cowboys need secondary help. They have their offense. They need, they need defense. And I'm taking an Alabama player. Alabama loves to give out defensive players. I am taking a corner, Patrick Sertan, the second. Uh, just a big body corner who has some physical traits. He ran a 4-4-6-40 for being a 6-2 corner, which is very impressive. Um, and he played against some tough SEC competition. And he shut their wide, R, or, uh, wide receiver one down. He, to me, I think he is just the most ready player, most ready uh, corner in this draft. Okay, Patrick Satan is the pick for the Cowboys at 10. We move on to the Giants at number 11. You're on the clock, sir, with the Giants. Another shocking pick for me. Um, I mean, he has all the talent in the world. I, I think he is as talented as Tyreek Hill with his speed. He ran a 4 3 5 40. Uh, he's going to be a troublemaker in this league. And he has the hands, too. He just can't run. Or he, he can not only run, he can still catch, too. He can make all the catches. Okay, Jalen Waddle is the pick at number 11 for the Giants. I am on the clock with the Eagles at 12. And right now, they are having a party in their draft room. The 
because they get, in their eyes, the best wide receiver in this whole draft class, Devontae Smith out of Alabama. Do I have to say anything else but he won the Heisman last year as a wide receiver? I mean, that, that that's all I really have to say. That's not all I'm going to say, but that should be enough. Uh, his only concern is he is small. He is 6'1", but he weighs 174 pounds. He is very small, very thin. Um, I don't. I think it could definitely be a problem, but I personally don't think it will be. I think he will be, after he gets in the uh, weight room with an NFL strength and conditioning coach, I think he'll put on a couple pounds, and I think he'll be just fine. Exactly, and just because of my love for Devontae Smith, I want to keep just talking about the man. I mean, you see him making impossible catches while being double covered, just jumping them, picking them off out of the air. Um, go up, go look up uh, Mac Jones's highlight reel. About 90% of those plays, you'll hear the name Devontae Smith. He is just outstanding. Nope, he is not even going to make it close. Okay, the Eagles take Devontae Smith out of Alabama with the 12th pick, and you're on the clock at 13 with the Chargers. Yeah, he, on my board, is the fourth ranked. I think there's still one more ahead of him, but he has all the physical traits you want for a tackle in this league. He's strong, he's quick, um, and he's a really quick learner in the film room. So, um, he he is a good, good prospect here. Like you said, all the tackles are de very talented in this draft. Okay. That's two years in a row. He's had loaded tackles up. It's so clearly the college game is causing him to look at NFL game. But he's found enough really unique characteristics. Because, you know, a few years back, if you watched him tackle, you weren't expecting a 12-inch nose to be there. Um, so clearly the game has, has picked up 
my office and I'm working on public safety finders that they can run and you can put together some cool memes that we could put right back now on our own little old Tumblr wordpress and start running them on there yes and it's just crazy where was this production when uh, Joe Thomas went down I mean exactly. I mean I just wish that production was present um alright Christian Darisaw, if I pronounce that right, at num pick number 13 for the Chargers. Okay, I am pick number 14 for the Vikings. And see, this is where that guy I had him going here is gone. Thanks, Troy. Um. I think, yeah, my first uh, edge rusher is coming off the board here. Um, I'm going to butcher it. Uh, Quiddy Pay, if I said that correctly, from Michigan. 6'2", 261. He's a big guy. Um, he was a team captain while at Michigan. And during that time, I mean, he, he, showed, he showed you he will put in any amount of work to get better. He he's a film junkie, workout junkie. Um, during the 2020 season, he improved his hand placement and pass pass rush move arsenal. Just pulling moves out of his hat, just tricking the tackles, just getting to the quarterback. Um, I think all these physical traits, his work ethic, will probably will make him the first edge rusher taken. That formation will probably do this season with Miles, Clowney, and Dak McKinley. So, very exciting things for the Vikings of 14. They, they can pull off with uh, Kitty Payne. Um, and I have the 15th pick since uh, Troy traded up with the Patriots to get Justin Fields. And I'm on the clock with the Carolina Panthers. And I have no idea how this man fell down all the way. But I'm getting the best linebacker in the whole entire draft and Michael Parsons. Um, to me, easily the best best linebacker in this draft. He can easily the conversation can be made that he's the best defensive player in this draft. Um, definitely a blue chip player. 6'3", 246. Um, he has the frame you want for a linebacker in this league. Uh, he has every single physical ability you would want a linebacker to have. Um, he can easily drop back into coverage with ease, and he has the ability to rush uh, the passer and blitz packages. And when he was on the field for Penn State, he was simply just a difference maker for that defense. Um, it seemed when he was not on the field, players like Jason Owe 
had a problem getting to the getting to the passer because defenses didn't have to account for Micah Parsons. It, he is just a difference maker. He is a blue chip player, and he has potential to be a Pro Bowl talent in this league. Okay, so I take Micah Parsons at 15 with the Panthers and 16 with the Cardinals. Okay, so another defensive player is going to go off the board here for me. Um, I'm going to take J.C. Horn out of South Carolina, cornerback. Uh, to me, this, this kid, he is aggressive. He, he will go after the turn the takeaway every single time. Six one two oh five. Uh like I said he isn't afraid to take chances. Um and he has every God given talent that his dad had, who was a Hall of Fame receiver. He to me he's just all that potential is just too it, you just can't pass it here at sixteen for the Cardinals. agree all right troy you're on the clock with the raiders at 17 Exactly. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. You shocked me with that pick again, but I mean, it, it makes it makes sense. I mean, you got to just keep building that O line. Yeah, I think you've taken all of them. I'm pretty sure you took all 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 of mine that I had on my board, all taken by you. Good job. <laughs>
Exactly. I, it, I mean, makes sense. All right, 17. Picked uh, Tucker, tackle, or could be a guard as well. S smaller frame, smaller arms, could be kicked inside to play guard as well. Okay, I am on the clock. Exactly. I'm on the clock at 18 with the Dolphins, and again, we're going to take a player who I thought you were going to take with the Raiders. I am going to take, I am going to butcher it, I know it, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, linebacker, Notre Dame. Uh, this, he is Jamal Adams, uh, who is now with the Seahawks. He's, to me, going to be a linebacker in this league. I think they're going to just stick him at linebacker. And he his responsibility is going to be uh, covering uh, tight ends and slot receivers, uh, like covering like the Kelseys of the world or the uh, Kittles of the world. He will shut them down. That will be his job. And in the run game, he's going to hit stick people. He's going to cause fumbles. He's going to cause takeaways for the Miami Dolphins defense. Exactly. And I think or Brian Flores is going to have a fun job sticking Jeremiah Wusu Kormo in his defense. Okay. We took JOK at 18 with the Dolphins. Troy, you're on the clock with the Washington football team at 19. I agree. Uh, Barmore gives you security because uh, I'm pretty sure um, 
two of their D tackles have contract years next year. Both of the starting starting defensive tackles, both of them are under contract uh, until next year. So gives them a little bit of security here. And like you said, there's not a quarterback here worth taking. All five of the first round graded quarterbacks are gone. Um, my ideal situation for them probably would be trading down um, to the very end, maybe with the Bucks, maybe, um, and maybe getting Kyle Trask at 32. I don't think he's going to make it far into the second round. Um, to me, I think if Atlanta takes Kyle Pitts at four, take Kyle Trask in the second round and have him get ready behind Matt Ryan. Um, We'll see if he's gone it after this after this mock. We'll see how it all goes down in our mock here. But Christian Barmore, defensive tackle out of Alabama, gone. Nineteen Washington football team. I am on the clock with the Bears. Twentieth overall. Here is a very tough spot for me. They really like Andy Dalton. I don't understand it. I really don't. Um, they tried their hardest to get Russell Wilson from the Seahawks. It just did not work out. Um, I'm going to take an edge rusher here. I think they're just trying to get as much talent on that on that line to match with Khalil Mack before he's done. So I'm going strictly on edge rushing talent. On just God-given abilities, I'm taking Jason Oway out of Penn State. Um, he is just insane. To me, he reminds me of Montez Sweat. Um, 6'5", 257, ran a 4'3", 6'40". Big man should not be moving that good. Um... Yeah, he, he he is just so raw. His ability is it's just not not has been chiseled. It's not shaped yet. Um, he had his struggles against Big Ten tackles, getting after the uh, passer in 2020. But yet again, like I alluded earlier, without Micah Parsons on that defense, he was double teamed a lot last season. He was chipped from running backs, chipped from tight ends. Um, he, he just didn't have an opportunity, and that, again, is why he did not have a sack in 2020. Uh, he was excellent against the run. He stopped it. He completely stopped the run in his tracks, but it just wasn't effective against the pass. Maybe uh, the Bears can figure that out with pairing him with Khalil Mack. Jason Oway is the pick for the Bears at number 20. And I am going to make a trade 
uh, with Troy for pick number 21. And Cleveland. The draft is in Cleveland. How about some fireworks? Cleveland is going to trade with the Colts for the 21st pick. And details about this, and you should be excited. We still have the 26th pick. The Colts trade out of the first round. Um, the assets that they acquire, it's a lot. They get Odell Beckham Jr. to pair up with Michael Pittman Jr. and T.Y. Hilton. And they get a first round pick next year. And the reason why I think this makes sense is, one, you free a good amount of cap by getting rid of Beckham now. Two, you saw that offense can operate without him. He is not an absolute need. And this receiver draft is just too deep. You can get just as good of a talent later in the draft with receiver. And then how this makes sense with the Colts, they get a first-round talent this year to see to give Carson Wentz all the ammunition he needs to succeed. And if he doesn't succeed, that pick next year that we give him gives them ammunition to move up in the draft and get the quarterback they want. So to me, I think this trade makes sense for both both sides. Yeah, I agree. Uh, definitely. It'll be a smart move. I was keep thinking of the movie Draft Day when the owner's telling Sonny Luther Jr., you know, make a splash. <laughs> Maybe Haslam in Andrew Barry's ear saying, hey, the NFL's looking at Cleveland. Make a splash. Yes. And now I'm on the clock with the Browns at 21. And I think the best cornerback is still on the board here at 21. And the Browns could not hesitate in trading up getting this guy. Going to draft Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. He is easily a top five prospect in this draft. Injury concerns and... Um, Opting out of the 2020 season has caused him to fall all the way down to the Browns at 21. But they just could not hesitate on this guy. Yeah, he's, he's my number two player behind Pitts in the entire draft. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm in agreement with you. If the Browns could make this move, and I boasted on Facebook and Twitter, and I, I'm a man of my word, if the Browns walk away with Caleb Farley Thursday night, I would take a bath in Lake Erie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> there you there you have it, guys. I mean, man, do it, Cleveland. See a show in Cleveland, <laughs> Caleb Farley. No, but um, more just to <laughs> to expand more on uh, Caleb Farley. He's six two, one ninety seven, and the guy ran a four two eight forty at six two. Incredible. Um, he will be able to uh, keep up with any receiver out there in the, uh, in the NFL. Uh, he reminds me, honestly, I know he's taller and, and faster, but the way he plays the game reminds me a lot of Joe Hayden. When I watch him play, I think of a taller Joe Hayden. Um, he'll be a Joe Hayden that can actually stick with Tyreek Hill. Every week. 
I yeah. I I just couldn't pass up the opportunity to get the best corner on my board at 21. Okay. So at the 21st pick, the Browns take Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. And now we are on 22 the Titans. My pick again. So Titans losing Davion Clowney. It still didn't get much production from him anyways, from him being hurt and just wasn't what they thought they were getting. I think they still want to take an edge that just get get to the quarterback. Their defense was not impressive last year at all. I mean, we went down there and just destroyed them in that first half. Um, I think they're going to take raw talent, um, hoping it will pan out uh, next to... Jeffrey Simmons, I believe, is the is the D tackle down there. I think I have them taking Gregory Rousseau out of Miami. Exactly. And the the thing that concerns me, Russo, is I'm pretty um, from doing my own uh, self scouting. Eighty eight percent of his sacks came after the play was basically over, like the quarterback was running for their lives, and he just got to him because of his God given talent. Like he he barely wins on that edge against the tackle. He just gets lucky. Um, I think he has enough raw talent that can it can be crafted into something great, but it's going to take a lot of work. Yep. Players were six foot eight, just go six foot seven. I think because because like you said, eighty eight percent of his sacks came after the play had broken down. But if I'm not mistaken, thirteen to fifteen sacks came when he was lined up over on the guard on the inside. Um, so it could definitely go into that line and just be able to consider him a guard a little bit better than anybody else he knows. But doesn't really help his defense with his errors and things like that. You know, Brazier is. Okay, you're on the clock with the Jets' second pick in the first round that they acquired from Seattle. Select someone to go with Kingsley as well. Uh, my number one edge in the draft, Alex 
See, I, I love that pairing with uh, Williams in the D-tackle spot. I, they should be able to get to the passer. He wants to build that type of defense that they had in San Fran when they were just cruising to the Super Bowl. And that, that's the first step. You need, to build your, you need to build your lines. And he does that with that pick. Very, very good pick. And to me, quickly, on Jalen Phillips, I think his potential is Miles Garrett. I, I think his ceiling is Miles Garrett. Um, and I think Robert Sala can easily get that out of him. I think he will minimum be a 10-sack guy every season after his rookie season. Yeah, I think his floor is Montez Sweat, Jalen Miles Garrett. That's what I think. Mm. Okay. Have our rivals here at 24. And honestly, I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, they will keep it realistic, even though how much I would love to trade that pick for a seventh round pick. <laughs> um, the, the clock expires; they forfeit their first round pick. Right, exactly. Um, there's just so, there's just so many ways I could go about this pick. They need help in a lot of places, and it, their O line is getting old. They're starting to move on. Ben is getting – he's one more year, maybe two max. Um, they lost Connor in free agency to the Cardinals, I believe. Um, they're just, there's just a lot of holes on this offense especially. And um, to me, when I was looking at my prospects, I'm like, who is the most – like, who is who is a stealer? Out of all all of all these players, and I I just kept coming back to one player. I'm going to pick Najee Harris, 24, running back, Alabama. He. He is just an ultimate teammate. He drove, what? what was it, eight hours to his pro day and didn't even work out just to support his teammates. Yes, sir. He, I mean, you turn on the tape and he's a human highlight. He's not the fastest guy, but he will run you over or stiff arm you into the ground. He reminds me of a smaller Derrick Henry. He's not as tall, not as big, but he is Derrick Henry, but just a tad smaller. Yeah, he's better than Tyler Lockett, Austin Eckler, and really the last five to seven years, he's been playing the most people there and not really having to have a real standing out of going to a Jets game or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I, he would definitely be a good pick for Alabama. 
right. Okay. You are on the clock at 25 with the Jaguars, acquiring the pick from the Rams. Okay, solid pick right there, and I mean, it's, it's just a great pick by the Jaguars there at 25. Alright, getting a little ahead of myself here at 26 with the Browns, since I get to pick again in Cleveland, 26. Again, you, you took my player in Jamin Davis, so I was trying to quickly find another player. Um, I really wanted to, mm -hmm. but too late, he's off the board. So now who is the next in line player on Andrew Barry's draft board? And I think right now, since he got taken, now you got to replace the talent you lost in Odell Beckham Jr. And I am taking Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida. 193 <laughs> 6 foot 193 here in a 4 three, nine, 40 um i think in a couple years after you eventually lose landry um he will be the one of the best slot receivers in this draft um i think he could play outside if you ask him to running the slant and vertical game um to me um he just has speed and quickness, and he, he has the ability to make almost every defender miss. And even when they don't miss, he has the ability to break the tackles. Um, when I'm watching him, he reminds me of a mix between a Victor Cruz and a Josh Cribbs. And Josh Cribbs and the speed and just the ability to break tackles when he's running as a wide receiver. Um, I think he just needs a... Yeah, he's a, he could be a special teams ace. We haven't had that since Josh Cribbs. Um, but I think he just needs to prove to us so he can stay healthy. He 2020 was the first season he was able to play. I'm pretty sure he played all year. He might have missed a game or two, but he was healthy the majority of 2020 which was important and obviously rose his draft stock he he was just 
very talented player at Florida in 2020. So the Browns end up in the end of the draft. They get Caleb Farley and Kadarius Toney, two really good prospects for the Browns. Alrighty, we are moving on to another divisional rival, the Baltimore Ravens at 27. Troy, you are on the clock. Okay, not even going to attempt to pronounce his name because I will butcher it every time. <laughs> um, I, I like him a lot, and like you said, I don't think he can play with his hand in the dirt. Um, he's going to be standing up in the NFL, and he will get the job done like T.J. Watt. That's who I, I compare him to is T.J. Watt. Good pick by the Ravens at 27. I hate it being the Ravens, but good, good pick. All right, I am on the clock, 28 with the Saints. There are several areas I could go with this pick. Um, I really want to go quarterback here, but I think they're going to just give Jameis Winston a chance or uh, Hill. I think it's mainly going to be Winston, though, at QB. Um, but I think they give him a chance and address the corner position. I'm going to have them taking Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. And th this guy, he is just talented. He's uh, six foot one ninety two, and he was a lockdown corner in the Big Ten. He was fast enough keep uh, keeping up with any receiver he faced. I think he ran a four three eight forty. I don't have that written down, but he ran a pretty fast 40. Um, and the only concern with Greg Newsom to me is he did not have many takeaways in his career at Northwestern. He had one career pick. He needs to get better ball skills to the next level. But he he still he was able to defend the pass, though. He broke up a lot of passes at his time at Northwestern. Exactly. That's why 
And another reason why I picked him with the Saints. I'm not sure what's going on with that Marshawn Lattimore situation in New Orleans. I don't know if... Exactly, he might not be there after next year, or even mid midway through the year next year. He might decide to trade and move on before the deadline. Um, send him our way. I'll take him. All right. Saints pick Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. Troy, you're on the clock at 29 with the Packers. Yeah, it was hard taking um, Kadarius Tony over Bateman, but Bateman is a really special player. I think he will be he him Rogers and Adams. Are, it's going to be a special show. It will. I I can promise you, it's going to halt uh, Jordan Love stepping on the field for the Packers. Okay, I am on the clock now at number 30 with the Bills, and to me, the need isn't even on the team needs for the CBS website, I don't care, I know they just drafted, uh, I think, David Montgomery last season, if I'm not mistaken, at running back, but their running game, it, it just... It just Imagine if Josh Allen was in an offense with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It would. It, he just needs that running game, and I'm going to take another running back here at number thirty for the Bills. I'm going to take. I'm going to destroy this again. Travis Antony, out of Clemson. Five ten, two oh five. To me, he is just a balanced running back. Um, he he's a back that can blaze past you or plow right over you. Um, he reminds me of he has some uh, Le'Veon Bell to me in his game. He's very patient to let the blocks form in front of him. Um, and also he's a really good receiver out of the backfield. Um, I think he is the most productive back in this class with 78 total touchdowns in his career at Clemson. Um. I think the only concern I have is his ball handling. Uh, he has quite a bit of fumbles during his time at Clemson, and also he has dropped a couple wide-open passes. He seems to make the contested catches, but not the wide-open ones. Another phenomenal player. Uh, in 
Okay, moving on to the 31st pick, and it is the Ravens again. Another division, division rival is back. 31. Troy, you're on the clock. Yeah, it, I was not. I just did not want him to go to the Ravens. <laughs> he is a big physical receiver. He'll cause us problems, especially if we decide to put Denzel Ward on him. I think he'll just be outmatched by his height. Exactly. In this scenario, that is where Caleb Farley would come in. Okay, Ravens picking Marshall at 31 from LSU. I am, my player just got taken for the Bucks, so I'm trying to see. I just think they're going to, after their receiver gets taken, they're going to probably go offensive line. That's the best way I could put it. Um, I'm going to take a sleeper. I had him in my draft. I wanted him to go to Baltimore. I thought Baltimore was the best place for this guy to go. I'm going to butcher his name because there's a lot of players in this draft class whose names I cannot pronounce. Um, Quinn Mirez. I probably butchered that. From uh, UWW. 6'3", 320. Um it seems every year at the Senior Bowl, someone's stock just skyrockets. And this year, it was this guy's stock. Um, this guy destroyed the competition at the Senior Bowl and in college in the conference he played in. And I don't know if you just saw the recent social media post he put out of him mauling over trees while working out. But, I mean, he's just run blocking trees he's mauling trees i mean the man has quentin nelson's strength and i could just see him being taken here by the bucks just preparing um getting uh tom brady even more protection more time to throw the football um and honestly no matter who you draft here 
they're not a they're not a for sure starter. They brought everybody back from their Super Bowl, Super Bowl team. Everyone is here. So at this point, you're just drafting talent and drafting future succession plans. So right here, I'm going Quinn Miris. If I butchered that, I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's who I'm taking here with the Bucks. So that is our full mock draft, 32 picks, very lengthy episode of the pod, but it was a lot of fun, and I th it was just incredible. I, I really hope that that scenario that we laid out, I hope it, I hope it goes. I kind of hope that's what happens. Chances are it's not going to happen, <laughs> but who knows? I mean. Especially for you. Yeah, thousands of mock drafts a year, and I don't think one even is correct. It's impossible, honestly. But hope something like that happens for you while you're in the land enjoying the draft. Um. But, anyways, I hope you guys all enjoyed our second episode of the pod, Orange and Brown Turnaround Podcast. It was a lot of fun, Troy, and uh, we'll see our listeners next time. Have a, have a nice uh, time at the draft. I mean, look at Troy going Braveheart on us here in Cleveland fans. Just, I agree. Every can't be too bad unless they draft a quarterback, but that ain't happening. We all know it. So, all right. Uh, I'm Jeremy. This is Troy, and you've been listening to the Orange and Brown Turnaround Podcast.